When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Um, my son, Indy, has reached a stage where he is, he's eight years old now, and uh, nothing makes him happier than swearing. Oh, Cussing, no. Swearing. Right? Oh, no. And so, you know, I've always had, like, what I thought was a very cool, like, attitude about this, which is like, Indy, mom and I don't care. Like, we swear sometimes, you know, ourselves. So you can swear around us, but just don't do it around other kids or you know, At school, school or like mm-hmm. anywhere where it's inappropriate or your grandparents, you know, like my parents don't care, but I know Alex's parents as cool as they are. Like they're still kind of old school New York. Like, yeah. you know, they don't like it. So we have this kind of agreement, but what now that that means is that he wants to swear around us all the time to like, let right. it out and like make a scene out of it. Um, and so he, he, this morning we're driving in the car and, um, he had recently seen a super Mario brothers movie and mm-hmm. he's like, dad, the funniest song, uh, there's a character named Bowser. I didn't see the movie. So he's like, the character named Bowser. Uh, and he's like, it's played by Jack Black. And he sings a song. And so we find this song, you know. And here's a little side note. Jack Black. Can we just have a moment of Jack Black appreciation? Oh, um, he's amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. But you don't, I Super didn't quite talented. realize it until you have a kid and you start seeing, like, between Jumanji, the Goosebumps films, uh, 
House School of, of Rock and its walls. Yeah. School of Rock. He yeah. he is like my son's Tom Hanks. Like he, yeah. my son thinks he, and he is. He's so he's brilliant because right. he plays like villains in these movies, and yet he's so likable and so, so funny. And my kid just loves Jack. But anyway, so yeah. we play. We he's play, probably going to win an Oscar for best song. I I it's like peaches. I, it, yeah, peaches yeah. is hysterical. So we play yeah. peaches, and then I'm like, well, you know. Jack Black has a band. And he's like, what? So I go immediately to Tenacious D. And man, did I not realize I clicked (laughs) on the wrong song. And it was just like F-bomb, boom, and F-bomb, boom. And I'm going to F you and F. And I was like, oh. And he loved it. And and he's just like arms in the air like, what did he say? And it's like, it's it's so over the top swearing. I could not. I was like, you know, basically this song exists for Jack Black to just say the F word. Oh, my huge parenting fail. Uh, oh my gosh. So now I, I know you, that way I'm going to pick him up from school today and all he's going to be is like, put on Tenacious put, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Put on that song. <laughs> How's he been doing with not using it in, like, how does he do then with not using it in front of grandparents or at school? How does that go? He's okay. Uh, yeah. it, you know, he's he, he, up occasionally. If, <laughs> No, he likes to push the envelope. So he likes to in front of, like, another kid will be, like, if I'm hanging out with him and a friend, he'll be like, mother, Right. Uh, you know, he knows all the swear words and he wants to like insinuate them in front of his friends right. and I think he wants to show off to his friends that he can do it in front of me and it's just like whatever it's just so funny because it's like you know a year ago it was anything to do with farting and pooping right like that right. was still funny sure. and so then it like, evolves you go through right. phases yeah. it just evolves now it's just like pure awful swear words as much as he can throw into and it's like how did you even learn this like I don't say half of these things in front of him you know but right. Danielle did you grow up swearing in front of your parents no, never. That was no. Not I was wondering if it was an East Coast West Coast thing because we did. We had we had soap in our mouth. Oh we yeah, got, no, we got I the bars never open your mouth. Oh my god! Oh man, <laughs> we got so the gross. bars open our mouth. Absolutely. I, it was the seventies. Mom... It was the seventies back east, man. Oh no, that's. You, I had you, a bar of sho- soap shoved in my mouth. It wasn't for saying a bad word. Serious? It was just for being mouthy. Yeah, and Pe- you want to know what? It, yeah, I was what really mouthy, even? and I was so I was. You want to hear the story? It's actually really yes, funny. Please. This will give you a sense of Danielle, like young Danielle, the little terror that was young Danielle. Oh my God. So I don't remember what I was being mouthy about, but I had come home from school and was just mouthing back to my mom. And my dad was out of town because my dad used to travel a lot for work. And my mom called him and said, I just don't know what to do with her. She's so mouthy and she's constantly challenging me. And at a certain point, like, I just don't know what to do. And so she had sent me to my room and I think I was upstairs like screaming or slamming things or whatever. And my dad was like, wash your mouth out with soap. Try that. You've never done that. You've never, you've, you know, they didn't spank us. They didn't do anything like that. But my dad was like, wash your mouth out with soap. So my mom's like, okay. So she goes upstairs and she goes into the bathroom and I hear her from my room. I can hear her that she's going into the bathroom. And I actually thought to myself, oh, good. She's going to apologize. <laughs> And she said, you know, Danielle. Such a mouthy thing to think. Such a mouthy. I mean, this whole story is going to be like, yeah, you're a mouthy kid. So I think to myself, she's going to apologize. So I get quiet. Danielle, can you come in here, please? And I open the door quietly, calmly, walk into the bathroom. And the minute I step into the bathroom, she grabs me by the back of the head and shoves a bar of soap into my mouth. And I start, I start fighting, and then realize, oh, this is much better if I don't fight. So I don't fight it. I just let the bar of soap sit in my mouth. She has her hand over my mouth. And it sits there for a little bit. And then she takes it out and I spit in the sink. And she goes, so? I go, wasn't as bad as I thought. It is, it's such a story. Wanted, I I could see in her eyeballs. Yeah, she wanted to kill you. 
like this, this was going to be the thing. This was, yeah. this was what I had. And I just yeah. in, in the middle of it realized like, what could be the worst thing I could do? Just not really care that much. Yeah. <laughs> just decided That's, to do oh. that. There we had the famous fam, uh, famous Fidel family story with my older brother, Greg, who was not a good kid. And he was saying the F word. And so my parents put a bar, a bar of soap in his mouth and he did the same thing. She took it out and he looked at her and went, I like it and walked out of the room. And it's the (laughs) same. I mean, it's like, what do you do to get back at that point? The worst, the worst is like the, the, the impulse as a parent is to punish them, uh, but you end up punishing them with things that you want as a parent. Like, we'll be like, right. no TV, no, screen no screens. Right. And you're yeah, like, oh, right. but then I actually have to parent you for the next four days or whatever. You know, you're right. like, right. we're taking that away for this entire vacation. You're like, but then we can't but have a But then I don't have a break. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's so yeah. classic. You have to, you have to stay strong. Oh, it's hard. Oh boy. Will? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to sleep to 11 tomorrow and enjoy my morning. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. I'm actually mouthy Danielle Fischel. <laughs> 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 so this episode of Pod Meets World, we are recapping ep- uh, season two, episode 19, Wrong Side of the Tracks. It originally aired February 24th, 1995. And the synopsis is after being dumped by a popular posh girl, Sean becomes obsessed with the idea that he is trailer trash. When he decides he should join Harley's gang of thugs, Corey and Mr. Turner try to scare him straight. Also, Eric learns how to ice skate in his sleep. <laughs> like you do. It was directed by Jeff McCracken, was written by Susan Estelle Jansen, guest starring Jason Marsden as Jason Marsden, Blake Soper as Joseph Joey the Rat Epstein, Ethan Suplee as Frankie Stacchino, and introducing Kenny Johnston as Harley Kiner this for this episode. one episode. One episode. Yeah. One episode. So it has it arrived here. the week that Danny came to the table read and wasn't able to make it through the, no. the, the um, I almost said the podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the show and the podcast now are just kind of yeah. one and the same. It's just the same now. So yeah, Danny wasn't able to make it through the table read and ended up being hospitalized and they spur of the moment cast Kenny Johnston to come in. Yeah. Um, which also I would start- have assumed was like after Danny and the guys had been on our show for two seasons at least. Like in my yeah. memory, they were such a huge part of the show by the time that this happened. So the fact that this episode is already here is shocking to me. I know. Uh, really yeah. quick. that I yeah. had that epiphany. I also had the, wow, Jason did a lot more episodes than mm-hmm. I thought epiphany in this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then we'll get into the whole Harley thing because a bunch of things are going through my mind during that scene. Yeah. This is. This seems like a seminal episode. This is like a turning point. Yes, yeah. I think some so key too. Ways. Um, I agree. There, I, yeah. I saw one tiny little one for Danielle too that I want to pick up because it's right in the beginning and is something that I thought was really interesting. It's the first time I saw it. So I think I know what you're going to do. I think I know what you're going to talk about because right, I have we'll the see. same. I, I wrote down something that I was like, Ooh. okay, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. All right, go ahead. Wow. Yeah. Okay, it's then starring Christy Clark as Valerie, who played the battery-operated daughter in those weird Duracell commercials where they That's look like puppets. Right. Oh, I don't remember those. I've never. <gasps> We talked about that. That's yeah. right. We talked about, Christy and I talked about how she did. You don't remember the Duracell ads with the really weird, creepy kind of no. robot family? No. Oh, yeah. It was a whole campaign that was like super creepy, but Isn't really popular. also the woman who played yes, Topanga's she older was, sister? she was Nebula. 
She was Nebby. Yeah. Yeah, she was Nebby. So yeah, this is they brought her back as a, a and and her hair was character. curly when she was Nebula, yep. and then straight here, which yep. made her look apparently totally different. Yeah. Google. Yeah. D- Ryder eventually, you know, Google the, okay. the images of that Dural Cell family. It's like whoa. It's like Max Hedrumish weird kind uh, of. Yeah. It's cool. Bizarre. Yeah. It's also guest starring Rebecca Herbst as Jill Hollinger. She has went on to be in over two thousand episodes of General Hospital. Whoa. Oh man! Wow! So that's almost two her. years worth of General Hospital. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> so many, that's a couple of weeks, that's a season and a half oh of my General God. Hospital. That's so cool! I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. and then Shay Astor as yep. Mindy Barnett. Shay is back. Shay's yes. back. Yes. So was she Mindy in the last one, or did she even have a name? I don't think so. I don't think she had a name, though. Uh, She was also in Earnest Scared Stupid. Yep. I remember that about Shay. (laughs) Such a great title. And last but not least, Nancy Kerrigan as Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. That's pretty cool. So to jump into our recap, we start in the school hallway. We see new character Jill Hollinger saying yes to a date with Sean, and he keeps asking her to say it again and again with his name now, and Sean appears rather smitten. Aww. Writer, you're shaking your head. This is a weird scene. I don't know. I just felt like <laughs> the scene made me uncomfortable. I was like, this, I don't know. It's your just, vest was on point. My vest yeah. is on point. No, yeah. Vest game vest, is the vest, vest, vest game. game and, Sean's and spicy mustard colored shirt. Yes. And her is a good wardrobe in this her episode. Her wardrobe in this whole episode is awesome. She must Fantastic. have like, yeah, her own I taste. I thought the second some... one was a little weird. This, where she just looked like Sergeant yeah. The band Pepper. jacket? It's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love it. So cool. Yes. I was I was like writing it down. I was like, how do you describe that? Like a majorette drum, like... I was like, this is Sergeant Pepper, yeah. I think that was a Sarah Sarah. Markowitz dressing her the way Sarah Markowitz liked to be dressed. It was just awesome. I have a great picture of Sarah in also a band style jacket like that. Okay. And then when Jill leaves, Corey comes over and says that Jill is a new type of girl for Sean. And Sean says, yeah, she has style, elegance, and parents. (laughs) (laughs) Then Eric walks up alongside the self-titled Jason Marsden and calls them baby geeks discovering the female species. Sean says he doesn't see Eric or Jason with any girls, and Eric says they only hunt when they need to hunt. And then Eric sees another new character alert, Valerie, and uh, he walks over to ask her out right after Jason says, ha, 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 rabbit season. Another uh, wardrobe thing that I, I really like that Sarah started to do more than we did in the first uh, season. She's having us rewear the clothes yeah. like mm-hmm. normal life. You know, right, I'm in the, the same sweater a couple times where right. it's instead of you're in, you know, different clothes every single episode, which is so unreal. It's, you know, we were wearing the yeah. same stuff, which is school. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. what you do. Um, and it was also cool just knowing Jason's, you know, proclivity for voiceover, hearing him. Oh, that he's doing cartoon his, voices. His yeah. cartoon mm-hmm. voices. Is yeah, because he did fun. that one episode where he was like doing like a superhero thing too. Where he's like, I'm yeah, so-and-so I'm, boy yeah, and I heard the call. Yeah. Yes. He, so it's, yeah. He, he can throw in his, his cartoon voices where he can. Did you guys notice, and I thought that maybe the blocking did end up kind of making sense, but she walks by the hallway and then apparently just does a full loop and goes yep, back to that right bench. right back around to the bench. Yep. <laughs> the only thing I thought of is if her locker is right over there and she very quickly opened her locker, threw something in, and then made it back yep. to the bench. Mm-hmm. But I thought knowing the way that's set up and the fact that she walks by this way and then ends up going this direction is very funny blocking. They also try to allude that the fact that the school's a lot bigger than we think because okay. she's a student at the school but and she's heard of him, but they haven't met. Right. Yeah. Whereas you know where I grew up, the five hundred, six hundred kids in a school, you know everybody. Everybody, so yeah. If there's two, th- two, three thousand kids in the school. 
and then the 30 extras that are and Corey is the most famous person and in the most history of the person. world everyone knows Corey <laughs> every week. he's been in detention since I, the beginning yeah, of the school exactly. year and he's been on the radio or he's been on the radio yeah president he is slept in the same room as Topanga I mean he's super popular kid As a podcast focus on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. 
Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. So before he can even say it, she predicts that Eric was going to ask her out, but she can't because she spends all her free time at the ice skating rink. There's no time for boys. Jason jumps in and says that sure is a coincidence because Eric skates as well. Valerie loves this and invites Eric to skate together on Friday. And Jason says yes for him, basically. Jill Eric is, is full so idiot happy. by now. Yeah. He's, full, he's full idiot, like can't think I'm a, it just... It took like three episodes and I all know. of a sudden he's just it. And, and I've heard some of the writers like Bark Blutman and people like that say that I was involved in helping to make the character an idiot. And I don't disagree with that, especially later in the episode. But I didn't do anything in three episodes. To all of a sudden, turn him, turn him dumb. No, it's funny. so it, it is, it is funny. funny. Oh, I, I have no problem. With I, I think, think it's it very helps funny, the dynamic with happened. Jason, too. Like, this Agreed. is probably one of my favorite episodes with Jason. And yeah, I, I think, think it's so because too. he's in the driver's seat and, yep. you know, he's the sort of straight man. I feel like before he was kind of the comic relief and you were supposed to be the straight right. man. And they, this is like by now it's completely reverted. So he's the one who puts you in the situation by like lying. Yeah. And then he also is the one that gets you out of it. But it, he can still be funny, but you're ridiculous. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're, I know, I don't you're disagree. more absurd. And I think that it that dynamic... It just happened fast. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. so too. It just happened real quick. Like, they kind of went, oh, I know, it did kind of oh, happen just overnight. Yeah. But hey, it's man, like, that's the way shows were, right? I mean, yeah. 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 You do it in one episode and it works. And then you go, let's keep you it keep going. going. And if it going. keeps working, you've now done, you're on another thing. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely. So Eric breaks the news to Jason that he doesn't skate at all. And Jason says, Canadians skate. How hard can it be? How hard can it be? What yep. a diss to our neighbors to neighbors the north. Neighbors to the north. I know. And you, we never diss anybody. I can't wait to see you guys in Connecticut soon. <laughs> uh, but then I love this moment where you agree with him as the, yeah. as the scene is ended. Like, yeah, yeah, well, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of a good sense. point. Makes sense. <laughs> and then I love that Eric goes one way and Jason kind of goes, goes the other way. Yeah. You guys even just continued it on with like, now we yep. both split up. It's very cute. Your yep. your dynamic is but very this fun. Is the, I, I noted that. I was like, oh, Will is having so much fun and just sort of owning it. You know, like the scene is ended and then you continue it with a beat. And that's my note for later. I don't know if yes. it's the same thing you noticed, Will. Yes. Because yeah, Danielle yes. does the same Danielle thing. Danielle does the same she thing. improvs and like has a moment. And it's like, oh my gosh, we are all so like comfortable yeah, com- and comfortable. she was natural yes. and comfortable. And yes. yes, I wrote the same thing And so it's so funny because you had this moment with Jason and then she did it the next scene. I was like, yep. oh my God, we've all like arrived where we're just yep. like in front of the audience having a good time. So it's funny. Yes. So cool. Thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I agree. It was really fun. 
Well, we're in Mr. Turner's classroom and a new class project. Topanga says she is writing a biography on someone she really admires, Katie Couric. Corey mocks Katie Couric for being perky and phony. And Corey says he's writing about Captain James T. Kirk of the USS Enterprise. I, Mr. I have to say, just as a nerd, I love that because they easily, in the 90s, Star Trek The Next Generation was hugely popular, but they yeah. were old school Star Trek, which is... Right, USS band. Enterprise. Yes. Well, but they're both Enterprise. Really Corey? But, like, have we established that... I, mean, I know. It's like Corey's no, but been it's like still, baseball. Baseball. And, yeah. Like, yeah. The idea baseball, that he's like a they went, Star Trek guy, like, is really not... I don't know. Nerd. That doesn't don't make care. any Love sense it. to me. Love right. it. He went old school. Love it. He went old school. Star I, Trek. I mean, I like the reverend. I think it's funny that he has like, you know, this fictional... I just thought it was a weird... In, yeah, in general, it's a nerd this thing. episode, Corey kind of felt weird to me. Like, I feel like we're discovering a new Corey. Like, I don't know. Uh, it, he was less likable in this episode than he has been in the past. And I'm not sure what that was. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just me taking Sean's I love side. the dynamic of the two of you together. Yeah. <laughs> really? I, I, oh, yeah. I, I thought it was great. I don't know. This is, this is definitely like the beginning of Sean's new thing. Like, I feel yeah. like this is the yeah. turning point where it's like, oh, Sean's now in a soap opera and we are going mm -hmm. to go down this path. Yes. Yeah. But it was also the kind of thing that the dynamic that you've talked about how much you like where it's, look, I'm I'm Corey, you're Sean. That's all we need to know about each other. Right. We're in each other's lives and that's right. all we need. Right. So I thought, I, I liked that. I thought that. I guess it just I, came out. I mean, Corey always, I like Corey lighthearted. Do you know what I mean? Like I like right, Corey right. as the sort of innocent and like there's a level of like, I don't want to say anger, but intensity that, Corey's bringing to like helping Sean in this episode that, sure. that it felt kind of negative to me. It felt like a, I just didn't like it as much. I was like, Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, and I, 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 so I just, dramatic. Yeah. He also made it dramatic. about him. He made yeah, it about maybe him. That's what it is. But I think, I think a lot of that is, um, one of the things I did really like about this episode is that we've talked about it a lot, how as a kid, you look to external sources to tell you who you are. Yeah. And Sean has felt comfortable. He, you've been nothing but comfortable in your own skin all this time until yeah. someone says to you, what you are isn't good enough for me and right. I don't like it. And all right. of a sudden you go, wait a minute, should I not be confident? Should I not be comfortable? Right. And Corey doesn't see that it has everything to do with your internal state. He goes, why is he taking it out on me? What did I do? What about me, me, right. me, me? Yeah. And right. it's not until his dad says, he's not mad at you. He's right. mad at himself and he's right. taking it out on you because right. he really needs you. Totally. So, which is also a very kid thing to do. You mm -hmm. you instantly, yeah. somebody treats you bad and you go, well, what did I do? Why yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it's really has me. nothing to do or with you. Or your parents you. divorce and you're like, right. what did, did I do? My fault, my fault. Exactly. So I really actually liked that aspect of it. Sure. Um, I, I felt like that's all, that's kid logic was really right. strong in this. Right. So Mr. Me. Turner who's in a very colorful tie. It's somewhat comic book looking. It, it looked is. almost it like cool. comic strips. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, tries to tell Corey to pick someone real, but Corey makes loud noises and covers his ears to drown it out. La, 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 la. Turner says Corey doesn't have to pick someone famous, just someone he likes. So Corey picks Sean and Sean picks Corey. Topanga tells Turner he walked right into that one and Turner agrees. And yes, I do a little ad lib that was terrible because I just say yes, yes, oh, you did. Oh, it was great. Oh, I don't think again, it was no, terrible it was so at all. I love it. Yes, it's so yes. like you guys just know yes, each other and did. have And fun. that's what I liked about it. I yeah, liked yeah. that it was very much like uh, Turner and Topanga have after episode after episode, by the way, of Topanga not even being in Turner's class. I liked mm -hmm. that it felt very much like Turner and Topanga are the adults in the classroom, yeah. yep. certainly at least as far as the Corey and the Sean yeah. are concerned. Yeah, so I thought that so was really good. cute. Yes. So good. 
Then we're in the school cafeteria. Corey is asking Sean where he's from for his biography. I'm from here. And then Corey writes down that Sean was raised by wolves, and Sean howls in response. In a huge, huge shirt. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Ben? The, what, no, Ryder. The oh, Sean okay. shirt is enormous. It's absolutely enormous. Yeah, Ben's carrying a lot of burden in that shirt. Is so huge. Yeah, it the is two of them down to his knees. <laughs> yeah, I honestly bought large shirts until I was twenty something because I, I thought did that, too. I thought that's I what too. you did. You that's just what you're bought supposed to do size yeah. large. It's well, huge. now that's very in because oversized is very in. Thank God, really. We've I gone back. Huh? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's why. That's why all my clothes are so oversized now. So comfortable. So comfortable. That's why. It's not because it's the most comfortable way to dress <laughs> no, it's, because it's, all, it's, it's so, so cool. stylish it's, it's so, so cool. stylish i have good street style guys oh. <laughs> i have good robe style all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's jill comes over in a very cute band yeah, jacket i, I just outfit. love it and tells sean she can't go out with him friday or saturday but she doesn't give him a reason and Sean and Corey are confused as to what happened. So Corey walks over to yet another new character alert, Mindy, and asks what's well, wrong with Jill. Unless it's the same, unless it's Shay playing, unless it was Mindy in the, the, the episode that she was in before, right? It could have been. Maybe, but. Was she no. posh in the last episode? Because she's well, dressed she like Hillary Clinton icky, in this episode. Icky, or that she's the one who came forward about Sean saying girls were icky. Right, right, when they right. Were okay, so. She must like, have had a name then. I don't know. Yeah. She had a different no, name. It couldn't she have been the same name. because didn't she she walked off with Sean to just At get a end. cheeseburger? Yeah. So right. she wouldn't be that anti Sean. I think this it has episode. to be I think somebody it's a whole else. different. I think she's uh, supposed to be a different character. I think so yeah. Too. character. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. We had two <laughs> yeah. of those in this episode. I mean, Mindy is dressed well, she's yeah. wearing a pearl necklace and it's a like button-down blazer. I know. <laughs> it really does. is. She looks like <laughs> Chelsea Clinton. She does. She said it's pretty obvious her parents have a problem with Sean. And she says Jill and Sean don't belong in the same circle because of where Sean's family lives and what they do. And when Corey rejoins Sean, Sean says he shouldn't have ever asked her out. And Corey says she doesn't know what Mindy is talking about. She's a snob. Well, before that, here's the one thing I didn't understand. So she says, you know, you can't possibly think they'd want to go out because of where Sean's from. Can I go? And Ben's like, yeah, go. And the audience laughs. Right. It reminded me of the, the from the room where he tells a horrible story. And he's like, hey, great story, Mark, where it's like, wow, you didn't hear what I just said at all. Right. So they had like this dramatic scene and the audience, there was a laugh from the audience. It was like, what? is the that laugh that weird? she's so obnoxious? Like, can maybe I go now? It just like, is it just that, very like, odd? Maybe it was at the reading. I don't know. But it just it was a very misplaced laugh. laugh. And it's, it's yeah. a laugh yeah. after Ben says, yeah, you can go. Yeah. She's, she's huh. like, yeah, go. Like, and it wasn't like a funny, yeah, go. It was like, you just insulted my friend. He played it really dramatically. Like, yeah, go. And there was like a laugh. It was like, that was strange. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I didn't it was notice. really weird. It was really weird. Sean says he's never had a shot because he lives in a trailer park. And Corey says, but it's a nice trailer park. It even has a pool mm. when it rains. And then we are in the Matthews kitchen. It starts in the backyard side yard. Eric says he needs Jason's help since he told Valerie he can skate. Jason says, I always come up with something, don't I? And Eric says, no. And Jason says, then I'm due. And uh, I noticed in this episode again, um, a lot of different blocking that I loved. Like in the cafeteria when Jeff you McCracken. had your back, Jeff McCracken, yep. great, yep. great blocking. I love Jason saying that I'm due as he's like literally inches away from walking into the door. It was really yep. great. I also prefer, and they had it in this episode, I prefer more shorter scenes mm. than fewer longer scenes. 
Really? And this episode, yeah, it seemed like I think this I'm episode, the opposite, but there was kind of like a one pager here, a two pager here, a right. three pager here. You're right. And there I like the way that it broke it up. It just seemed like a lot more happened in this episode. Oh, that's funny. Than I, one I, 11 page scene. That's funny because you know? I, I think I like the play scenes, you know, like the, okay. and, and first season had a few more of those. I feel like we had, yeah, we had less did. characters, right? So yeah. it was yeah. like, and it was more just focused on Corey. Yeah. So they would be like that, that basketball scene where he plays yeah. basketball. The fan. That was like a 10, 12 page scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is, there's I, I like something those. much to do like about those. nothing with the one door opening and other door shutting. Right. Very farcical, faulty towers. Right. Keeps it moving. It's, this yeah, is it's starting and we're going to here and we're picking up this scene and we're starting outside. Like I liked that kind of the movement that this episode had. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then when we go, end up outside with Nancy Kerrigan, there's a whole nother level to it. And it's just right. kind of the, the parking lot at the end. Like it just felt like there was a lot going on, yeah, but it energy. was, there was a through line through the whole thing that I really liked. So cool. yeah, a lot of energy. Thought it was yeah. cool. Well, they walk through the kitchen to where Amy and Alan are, and so is uh, Sean, Corey, and Morgan. They're sitting at the kitchen table. Eric and Jason make their way upstairs as we hear Eric declare he is not wearing spandex. <laughs> and that he... was Amy, right? It wasn't Olivia Newton-John? I know. It looked like I love Olivia that... Newton-John? She had that the little bandana and, the... <laughs> and her hair. Yeah, I know. It looked, yep. She had a little flash dance going on. She did. She's a maniac. So Corey, Sean, and Morgan are looking at old pictures for the school assignment and perusing his privilege via photos, Sean asks if Corey has always lived in a house. He also notes that while Corey was playing in a sandbox, Sean used to play in the burnt out old Chevy back by the septic tanks. Sean says he's not going to stay, but he invites Corey to his place for dinner. Corey gives a disgusted look when he asks if Sean's dad is broiling fish on the engine of his pickup again. Sean, upset, thought that Corey liked the fish last time. Corey clearly didn't. Then Sean leaves, angry and pointing out all the nice stuff Corey has. When asked about helping Corey with the biography, he says, I lived, I died, no big deal. And he exits. Struggle. Struggle. Yeah, so this is, I mean, it's, 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 the, you know, we, I guess season one had that, the, the Christmas episode where Sean mm -hmm. didn't, you know, dad's got fired and all that. But, but then we've basically since then been making the jokes it's about joke. trailer right, yeah. park or the poverty, yeah. right? Or, you know, all the guidance counselor, or the, the poem about, yeah. So this is interesting to, that this is the episode where it all kind of starts to turn yeah. into the drama. And I think it's going to stay there. Like, I mean, we, I guess there's still jokes about uncles and, but it's interesting that this turn starts happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think really, I wonder if it had a lot to do with them starting to think about, you know, we're nearing the end of season two, right. and they're Set probably some... starting, yeah, they're, they're thinking, how do we make this seven seasons? And what is it going to be? Is it going to be the, what is their friendship dynamic going to be? Is it going to be the friend who's from the wrong side of the tracks? And how do you keep, how do you maintain a friendship when you're from different places? And yeah. so, you know, I mean, it's, it's smart to set that up. Yeah. Uh, I have a question, since this is now episode 20? Is that right? 19. 20 or 21? 19. 19. Okay. So we're coming towards the end of the season. I think we've talked about this before, but I, I'm not sure we ever got a definitive answer. Do you think they know yet that we've been picked up for a third season? No, I don't think they ever knew. No? No. Not Michael, nobody at the top? You don't think anybody knew at this point? No, but I think they are setting up probably some cliffhanger moments in yes. order to ensure In that. case. Like, because yeah. clearly this is the beginning of the the Sean Turner dynamic. Yeah. And I think this season ends with me moving in with Turner, if I remember correctly, or it gets yeah. close to it or me running away from home. I think that this season, so they, 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 they're starting to connect those dots, which is great, you know, like, and that's, yeah. I think that's mostly what this episode is about is setting up that potential for, for Sean and Turner to have their relationship, which okay. will carry into season three. Right.
We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. 
Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. And then we're in the school hallway. Sean already missed first period and said he had a conflict. Mr. Feeney walks down the hall. And man, am I hall. loving rubbing my hands. <laughs> I have a plan. I've done something I'm doing evil. something naughty. I did. Jeez. I also noticed it, the change it, in wardrobe. The camo pants yeah. and the striped shirt. I couldn't mm-hmm. see you from the waist down. It was yeah. amazing. I disappeared. Yeah. You did. No, you I thought it definitely seemed like somebody who was up to no good. Up to no good. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Feeney walks down the hall in rain boots and warns students that the lower hallway is flooded and the library is only accessible by canoe. Feeney says the school is sinking and calls for Janitor Bud to get his big mop. I love thinking of Janitor Bud and how much they... poor life. Yeah, this poor (laughs) poor life dealing with these children. Sean says he also freed the rats in the biology lab and turned all the clocks ahead 12 hours. And then a bell goes off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. No, what did I say? Like, yeah, sure, or whatever? Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Like, yeah, sure. He casually has caused tens of thousands of dollars in angry pranks. Corey asks what Sean is doing, and he says he's giving Corey good stuff for his bio. Sean says he realized he's trailer trash. Corey asks if this is because of Jill, but Sean says no. She actually did him a favor, and she showed him where he belongs. And then we reveal Harley. The, the new, new actor, Harley. a new mm. Harley, comes walking over with Joey and Frankie, and they say they're not impressed with what Sean is doing. Blake is so incredible. He's so funny oh, with whole everything. Episode. This whole episode. The whole episode. He's yeah. so good. He is it is so such good. a weird choice to me to just replace the actor and keep it the but same can character. We talk, can we talk <laughs> about strange. this for a second? It's like, it just doesn't make any sense. No. This wasn't the night before shooting. We had no. a whole week. Why not just remove the character, which they've done before, yeah. and just have Frankie and Joey and say, Harley's off doing something. I mean, it's one line. It would eat the way they did with, with you, Ryder, when they got rid of the third best friend and just gave you all the lines. Right. They could have given one of them or broken it up between the two of them, given them the lines. Or you just say, Harley's not here this way. And that would be part of the thing is that I want to be Harley or like, yeah, I want to exactly. be in their gang. It it's like, took, it could have so takes easily. takes you out of the, the show to go, wait, is I that? Know. That's now Harley? What the Yeah, hell it's a confusing doing? choice. I would love to know more about what went into Why? it. But I mean, Why? yeah, because- because, you know, I, I, we talked about this before, but I really do think there was just an assumption that people didn't rewatch shows, you know, yeah. and that you could just insert a different actor and nobody would really care or notice enough for it to be a big deal. Um, and it's just, and it's, by the way, Kenny Johnston's actually really good. He, yeah, it it's was, just a it completely different. Yeah, it's a totally it's just, different take on the character. It's just a totally yeah. different take. No, but yeah, it's he's also like a funny, charming, like. And uh, it didn't do him any favors because like if he was just a different character. We, you may have liked him, like but they the did fact with that you're like, exactly. They brought in another character. I mean, they did this. Why? Yeah. It's like, why not no, do that it's again? It's a bummer because like when he says baboon, you're just yes. like upset that it's not Danny's delivery. Danny. There's yeah. like a couple of moments where I was like, I feel bad for Kenny because I'm like yeah. judging the delivery. But that's yeah. only because I have such... Danny, you know, you just hear it's written for Danny. It's not fair to Danny. either of them, frankly. No. Exactly. No. Yeah. It needs, yeah. You know, it's it's like he's doing a, the best he can, but it's, yeah, we as an audience are so aware of how it should be delivered. Right. Uh, yeah. And they didn't change it enough. It's it's no. a bizarre choice. It's it was such weird. a bizarre choice. I know. But going I, back to Blake, he says a line here that I forgot that we said 
over Listen, and Squeak, over. We ain't impressed with your piddly little monkey your shines. Your piddly little monkey shines. <laughs> we said that for like five years. Piddly little monkey piddly shines. little monkey shines. <laughs> he says everything in just so far. I mean, this whole episode, I was just, again, blown away by him. No, the oh. best is biscuits later. When he- oh, my God. Oh, my favorite was still, you got to slouch a little. A little bit. A little like bit. That's so good. So funny. Oh, he was Harley great. says they always need to look out for new talent, and they offer him a spot in their bully internship program. Harley invites Sean to sit in the parking lot with them, and Sean starts to make his way into his new role. Just then, the bell rings, and Mr. Turner says class is starting. Corey tries to stop Sean from ditching class and hanging out with Harley's gang, but Sean ends up walking out anyway. All right, so now this, to Tony's tie, I was trying to figure out. I, I, is this I the one where it's it. like half the top is blue, blue and then there's stuff at the bottom? I thought, all I could think is that they look like ice pine cones. That's all I could see. I was like, okay. I'm trying to describe what these shapes are, and they're right. they're they're. I think they're blue ice colored pine cones. I don't know. It's beautiful, but I was like, I just want high def. I want all of these ties like in a museum, so we can walk around and, and appreciate the glory. I do. Ugh. I want a picture of all of them. And you know, she took them. She, I mean, I doubt she still has them, but you know, as part of wardrobe, they take Polaroids of everything you're wearing. Oh, where so are the Polaroids? We should, you know yeah. what? I, I need to contact Sarah Markowitz and ask her if she has, Turner by any Polaroids. chance, any of TTPs. those Turner tie Polaroids. That would yep. be amazing. Then we're in the Matthews backyard. Corey asks Mr. Feeney if he can ask him something, and Mr. Feeney assumes it's to write about him for the biography assignment. This first beat with Bill behind the fence that was great because it was like was so funny. It, it, him just like, uh, like, I know. like yeah. Mr. Feeney. Uh. Oh God! And I just love it because it's like we we can now comment on that. This is the trope that the show yeah. knows has to happen when actually it hasn't happened this entire season. Mm-mm. Like we have not no. had a Corey Feeney over the fence moment. We've had. I think we've had Feeney and Allen over the fence. You know, we've had yeah, this. Maybe. Yeah, it's so great. Feeney though. and Turner, I think, may, might have even had a fence yeah. scene this year. Yeah. but Yeah, not, you're right. They did. Yeah, not, and I never uh, thought about it, but this. it is also a home improvement thing. Right. Oh, yeah. Do you Truly. remember Wilson? Yeah, oh, or, yeah, yeah of course. Wilson. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He went from being on home improvement to being a volleyball. Tom Hanks. So uh, Bill starts talking about himself as Mr. Feeney. A lot of people think I was born in Boston. Corey interrupts and says, he's not writing about Feeney. He's writing about Sean. And Feeney says, yes, that's the obvious choice, falling somewhere between Gandhi <laughs> and Soupy Sales. That's Sean. Yep. Oh, Soupy Sales got a reverence in our show and then came on yep. our show. Listen, yes. we had, a, we had a, it is no surprise where those guest stars came from, directly from the minds of our writers. Of our writers, yep. I think, I think we should make a t-shirt that's, you know, like, Harley shirt, but it's just Sean somewhere between Soupy Sale, Gandhi and Soupy Sales. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> funny. Corey asks if people turn out a certain way because of where they come from and who their parents are. But Feeney says he believes a man, no matter where he comes from, chooses his own path. Amy calls for Corey to dinner and he responds, I'll come in when I choose to. But Amy tells him to get his butt in the house. And Feeney and Corey realize that Feeney's idea bites. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, a good, uh, Little little coupling at the end there for that yeah. scene. Yeah, and the two of them. I'm thinking. Turns, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. And then we're in the school hallway. Jason gives Eric a tape to learn how to skate in his sleep. But Eric says, I don't want to skate in my sleep. <laughs> I don't want to skate in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which he then does, by the way. You're doing it. You're, 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 you're doing your bed, it. You're actually kicking leg, your yeah, legs. The legs going. Exactly. Oh, man. Jason says, you're lucky you have that cute smile. Jason says he dubbed over his mom's weight loss tape and it worked for her. Eric says, no, it didn't. Your mom is huge. And Jason says, yeah, and in only eight weeks. 
which I don't get. I don't get. It, there's there's nothing to get. It's just it's funny words next to each yeah. other. Okay. I think is pretty much just like what it is. Funny repartee that doesn't yeah. quite right. add up. But no. okay, but it's okay, it's funny. sure. Yeah. Eric says this is a stupid idea, and he's just going to tell Valerie he can't skate. But then she walks by, having a conversation that ice skating skirts are getting shorter and shorter, and pretty soon set she up, won't be wearing up. anything. Hmm. Insourceled again. And sourceled sourceled again. (laughs) I have lost the ability to breathe on my own. So what happened? Do you think they just, they came up with this bit? Like what, what, what came first? Nancy Kerrigan. And then they had to write an episode around it or like, I'm so curious what they were thinking. Like, because this yeah, is a good, good storyline. I think it's hysterical. Like, I, I like funny. the idea yeah. that you lie it's, and you have to skate. And then totally. I like the idea of like the tape and the food stuff. Yeah, all of it is pretty funny. It is. But I wonder it's what absurd, came first. It's funny. Like, was it the, to have a dream sequence with Nancy Kerrigan and rationalize having her on the show? Or did they come up with a skating pitch first and then like, oh, wait a minute, we could have the dream sequence be the most famous skater in the world? Like, I could, it's a good question. I honestly yeah. have no idea. Who knows? Yeah, but, I don't know. Because it's a strong storyline. And I'd be curious you know who what came know first. is Kendall. Yeah. Kendall yeah, we would know ask the answer Kendall. to that yeah. question. Yeah, Kendall I, would know the answer I'm to that so, question. Because it, it's either that it's just a great pitch, right? Like a, a tape that teaches you how to, to skate in your sleep and then who's – that's funny. Um, or it's that the writers were just really good at taking the challenge of how do we write Nancy Kerrigan into yeah. the show and then worked backwards and came up with a great like B storyline. It's really strong right. and funny. Yeah. yeah. I don't it know. Is. Either way, it's cool. But I'm I, sorry. I'm, I'm texting curious. him right now. I just want okay, to see. Fine. Okay, <laughs> good. Get the answer, please. So Eric then changes his mind, of course, because he's ensorcelled, and he clarifies with Jason. So I just play the tape while I sleep. Nearby, Joey is showing Sean how to be like them by just sitting and pouting. Mm-hmm. And then they send him to go get the bagels. And this little scene with oh. you and Blake is so great. So More, good. So funny. Yeah. We could have, there could have been a whole episode of just Sean trying to yeah. fit in with them. Like, it, it would have been Ethan and Blake and Sean and would have been so many great scenes, yeah. But this yes. is good, yeah. It's just this little bit of it we get. I yeah. wanted it's so much more. My favorite moment of the whole episode is that just the little bit. That's yeah. just the way. Oh, I said the way a little bit. Like, yeah, you got to slouch a little bit, a little. And he's like, look, a little bit. A like, little it's, bit. oh, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Blake is so but it committed. Just makes me want to have just again and having nothing uh, against Kenny, but just having the two of them there with you yeah, would have been, been as fine. good without yeah. being jarring at all. Yeah. Um, and it was just really kind of jarring. Ryder, you did this mouth thing. Do you remember when you jumped down off the thing? You like, did you notice that you wiped your mouth before no. you went to go speak? I, I was trying to figure out if it had something to do with, you know, sometimes you're in a scene and you're, you have to do something like he was making your mouth pout and then you realize you have like, a, you have something on your face, but you're mm. in the middle of the scene, and so mm-hmm. you try to like make it natural that you fix it. You did yeah. something where you like went like this, like right did before you, have you old went to man go. spittle, where you occasionally just <laughs> go like it was probably some old man spittle. Yeah, that's what is, I think. Is that it was. what it is? It could have been that. Oh god, it happens. So Sean runs into Corey, and Corey asks where he's been, and Sean says nowhere, man. And then Sean starts. <laughs> nice impression. That was a great read. <laughs> this is. Can we talk about something? I don't know how to yeah. describe this exactly, but this is like the classic Boy Meets World thing. And it's going to become, and it was big in Girl Meets World, but it's going to become a recurring, like, I don't know what to call it, like a law of Boy Meets World dynamics, like, which is a character being aware of themselves as a character and making decisions based on that. 
So, like, mm-hmm. this whole episode is built around this idea that Sean is supposed to be trailer trash, is supposed to be a bad kid. Right. And he's saying that out loud as a character and then making choices. And it's kind of a, right. it's a very strange storytelling technique that we will spend a lot of Boy Meets World time on. Like, yeah. Like, For every character. Bang will always be like, we were supposed to be together. You're my Corey. You're, where we actively right. talk about the sort of laws of the world of the show as if they're like things that we would ever know or think yeah. about right. in real. It's right? an incredible self-awareness yes. that n- normal people don't have until yes. they have decades to look back to look and they back. go, right. that's why I, that's why right. I was attracted to that certain type of yep. person. Right. Because I had to told Eric myself too. this story. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to go to college. I'm supposed exactly. to be a security I'm the guard. Face. Or I'm supposed right. to be whatever. But like, we yeah, haven't yeah. done it that much yet, have we? Like, I feel like no, up until it'll this get ep- into it. Because this episode, like, when I leave that the kitchen scene and I'm like, no, 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 I'm supposed to be this way. It's yeah. like one of the first times I feel like we've really hit that. Because it's one thing to have, like, the Corey Sean dynamic where Corey's freaking out and Sean says, no, you're Corey. I'm Sean. We're supposed to be friends. Right. Like, that's different. This is a character self-consciously making decisions and changing their behavior based on their awareness of themselves as a right. certain type of character. Right, and it's just right. like a, this strange meta thing that I don't, I, you know, and I felt it happening in this episode. And then, then like the memory came back like, oh, we're going to be, we're going to be doing this a lot. Like, boy, maybe and I don't know what to call that. one of the that. things that people love so much about it is because mm-hmm. it, started to make people think of their own lives that exactly. way. Like, right. is this why I feel this way? Because right. I see myself in this person and right. I see what they're thinking and th- they're saying right, just outright. Well, the right. reason I'm doing this is because my family is different. Yeah. I come I'm from this different place. This. I'm supposed yeah. to be this. It's right. my fate so, anyway. So, I mean, that's exactly what Sean says. It's like right. when right. he gets to the let me get there now. It's like a it's weird the, form of identity politics, right? It's like yeah. a weird sense of awareness about your identity in the world and how other people perceive you. And how you, you play into it. And yeah. how you play into it and then making decisions either falling into that or working against it. And right. for the, the most choices part, we, you make. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, I don't know. I don't know what to call it or how to think about it, but it's something we should keep an eye on because it's going to keep happening. It is the yeah. show in a lot of ways. It's yeah. a defining, defining characteristic of our writing. You're absolutely right. We'll come up with the name for that because yeah. you're right. We're going to want to refer to it a lot. I think so. <laughs> we talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. 
Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So Sean starts to compare the differences in his life to Corey's and says he knows how he's going to end up, so he might as well get there now. Sean leaves and Corey follows after punching a locker. And Mr. Turner approaches Harley and says to cut Sean a break. Turner says this is not what Sean needs right now. Harley basically tells Turner to mind his business, which leads Mr. Turner to threaten Harley by saying he's going to get a lot more than a speech if Sean isn't back in his classroom. Um, Quick update from David Kendall. Disney had Nancy on some sort of a deal and wanted her on as many shows as possible. Uh We were asked to find a way to incorporate her. It was a whole thing. I had to pitch her manager, whom she later married, on the dream sequence idea in a phone call. Uh, But we ended up shooting something very funny. That's great. Wow. So That's it was. So, so cool. they they backed into a really yeah. funny storyline. Like a really great yeah, storyline. They had the That's cool. That's so cool. I I yeah, that makes me feel good about our writing staff, you know, that yeah. they had to like they had this challenge like how do we get Nancy Kerrigan on our show? Yeah. And right. they came up with a very funny creative They were like way. we have Nancy Kerrigan so we're going to use her in a dream sequence. Yes. How does this Perfect. tie into Eric dating? Yes. 
And yeah, right, exactly. with the sleeping, the yeah. subliminal message taping and thing, it works, which is, so which is such a thing. Oh, it God. And it's so worked. funny when she's becomes the tape, turn over to the yes, next turn side. Over. Please it's one of turn my over. favorite boy movies where I just yeah. love her because she says it so earnestly, like, yeah. and committed. Oh, this yeah. is the end of side one. This is one. the end of side one. And you're like, oh, God. It's so, so that's great. cool. That's cool that that's what that was. Okay. That is cool. So Turner leaves, and Harley says he now has the perfect initiation idea for Sean. And then we are in Corey and Eric's bedroom. Eric is asleep listening to the tape that Jason gave him. <laughs> it's a weight loss tape, but with words like ice skate and skate real good. Skate real good. I love you. Skate real good. Skate real good. Skate real good. Again, Jason Mars in voiceover. So They'll work fun. it in so wherever great. they can. You're skate right. real good. As he listens, Eric dreams of Olympic figure skater and recent assault victim Nancy Kerrigan grabbing his hand and pulling him onto an ice rink in the middle of a big wintry scene. Nancy says she will help Eric skate right into Valerie's heart, even though his last time he was he skated was at a third grade party where he fell and split his lips. Lips, yes, lips, both lips. lips. You always say I split my lip, right? No one says not for Eric. Split his lips. (laughs) Split my lips. Split his lips. He couldn't so even eat the cake. We were in Lake. They took us to Lake Placid. They flew. I was with Kendall and Karen McCain. Yes. And uh, flew us to Lake Placid. And it was freezing cold. Oh, my gosh. Freezing, freezing it's cold. It's so beautiful, though. It looks so cool. And David so Kendall cool. then directed this whole scene, right? He did. He directed the entire dream sequence. I think that's the first time he ever directed me. Yeah. Um, And he directed the whole dream sequence. And, okay, so I can finally tell you. We had... Some amazing stories going into this about uh, recording all this stuff, but I'm not going to tell you now because next week, Nancy Kerrigan is on our podcast. She is coming on herself and we will be able to talk about all this cool stuff and, uh, and more. So I don't want to ruin anything because uh, we want to talk about it with Nancy, but there are some great stories and some, some, you know, stuff that we went through while we were there, but it was it was really fun. It was. I a can't really wait to hear that. I'm cool so. Thing. I'm so excited. And as I was rewatching, it's just another thing that the show has allowed me to do, and the industry has allowed me to do. Where you have these moments where it's, you know, at the time, arguably the greatest figure skater in the world, and yeah. I'm sitting there on a private lake, private frozen lake, as she skates around me, so and it's cool. just like, where else do you get to? experience something like right. that i mean it's so cool i was also this reminded was... will didn't you date a professional skater for a while like after this like in your yeah, 20s uh, yeah no she wasn't professional she was okay. she was a uh Amateur. i think the, the runner-up national figure skating champion of canada but yeah for years she was wow. she was the the skating double in a movie i did with matt lawrence called so H-Double skating kind of, oh and then they needed them so skating kind of became a part of your life skating did and it was weird because when the whole episode where she was like, hey, I can't really have boys in my life because I, I spend the whole time at skating. Some people were like, oh, come on, who does that? But when you've seen the world, that's what it's like. It's right. super competitive. I mean, Kila, right? Kila was the, her name was Kila O's, uh, the skater that I dated. Shout out, Kila. Haven't seen her in years, but very sweet girl. And that was her life. I mean, yeah. she right. went to school like and anything, she skated. Right? That was it. Yeah. And when she wasn't skating, she was working out. Um, that's, it was, Gosh, it was her intense. life. That's what she wow. did. And it was as, you know, blood, sweat, and tears to get to that level of, of any competitive sport. Excellence, yeah. And that's what her life was. So that that resonated when she was like, I, I'm sorry, I can't date yeah. you. I'm skating. Mm-hmm. That's, that's real. Right. Um, but sitting there, it was just that moment of, I'm sitting here in Lake Placid watching Nancy Kerrigan skate around me. It was so, so really so cool. cool. And it then you had a stunt incredible. double, obviously. Or was that you? Was that no, you? No, that was all me. All you. Um, okay. A lot of people oh, don't know that I'm also <laughs> Again, this is where we're glad we don't have high def because yes, it, it would have been exactly. so obvious that it's not exactly. your face. Not you. I changed around. my last name to Friedel. I was actually born Will Capades. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> I don't get that. Um, 
Ice capades. Ice capades. There you go. Anyway. So uh, Nancy says not to put barriers yeah. up and you just need to believe in yourself. Uh, she says, hush, take my hand. And then she does an incredible like mini routine as yeah. you just stand there in awe. Eric then suddenly, though slow at first, knows how to perfectly ice skate, and he has jumps and turns. I love how the music lux. tells you how to feel. So, like when right, you first right? start, the music is literally like, and then it like turns, swells into this beautiful orchestral moment. Yep. And then you do a triple lutz, lutz, double axle sow cow. Yeah. And the stunt double is like two miles away, so we don't see his face. They also made sure you had a hat and a scarf on so that, you know, when he was tucked in, you couldn't even see him. Eric says he never wants this to end, but Nancy says it must and then tells him to turn the tape over. (laughs) Eric wakes up from his dream as Nancy was actually saying what the tape is repeating. He gets out of bed and excitedly says he can skate now and food has no power power over over me. (laughs) Food has no power over me. And then Ben's face after you leave is one of the best. He does the kind of eyebrow up. is the other thing I wrote down. And I obviously understand why they have to do it this way, but every television show, along with pushing the food on your plate everybody sleeps on their back uh-huh oh of yeah of there's course. never there's never a scene where you come up and the person's sleeping on their side or sleeping right. on, their, on stomach. their face yeah never a thing it's always everyone <laughs> sleeps like this all the time in every television show i, I think actually, ben yeah, even I had it. his arms behind his he head does, of like course. this he's just yeah. like naturally sleeping <laughs> sound asleep like like you do all night long while the person <laughs> next to you also sleeps like this all night long oh, yeah it's so gosh. funny it was great well, then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey pours orange juice in his steer- is in his cereal instead of milk, and Alan notices that something is wrong. Corey tells Alan that Sean doesn't want to be his friend anymore since Sean thinks they're going to grow up and not be friends, so he wants to stop now, all because of where he lives and what a snobby girl thinks. Rusty's response is just so great. He, he has something. He, he's like, since when? Like, the way he said the the phrase since when was so... I don't know. It real. just was like a, yeah, it was so yes. real and earnest. Yes. And it was just like yep. the best dad thing he could have done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there was I'm, no judgment. There was no, it was just like, please tell me more. I want to like, it was just, it was just I'm like, starting again. to get a little miffed though. And it's just yeah. my own personal thing that now every time we see him, it's just a small scene in the kitchen. Cause he's yeah. so good. He's so good. That I want, and I know that they're trying to work him in. I get that. We I now mean, have a bunch yeah. of characters shifting well, this around. This is the way it's going to be for the rest of the show. I know, man. but like, that's he's so good that I just want to see both of them more and more because every time he comes down and gets a pie and it's five, five sentences, yeah. it's just so engaging and so good and so real. And man, yeah. I just want to see 20 minutes of that. I know yeah. we can't and I get it. It's my own personal thing, but He's just so good that no, I just want to so see good. more of those scenes. I know. I, really I do, do want more of it. I want the show to be an hour so that we it can is, have more yeah, of ben, all these like moments. The, the Ben, the, 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 the Corey Allen scenes are just so good. They've kind of taken yeah. over for the Corey Feeney scenes. They have. You're and right. they're yeah. great. They're just so engaging. And like you said, they're so real that you're just, they're, you're mesmerized. I also want to acknowledge that we have talked about how some of our episodes have come before Seinfeld episodes, before certain Friends episodes. And this storyline, hearing Corey break it down, I was like, this is a real Banshees of Inishirin. This is the real Banshees of Inishirin episode of Boy Meets World. <laughs> what's 30 years what's ahead of Banshees its time? of Inishirin? Oh, it's wow, a great Will. movie, Will. You, you have, have to watch, watch it. it. Okay. It's incredible it's film that came Colin out last Farrell, year. Yeah. Just truly know. incredible, Martin incredible McDonough movie. film. It's really, yeah. Is it animated? Really Are there wizards? No. No. 
Okay. But I'll it's very it funny. It is I'll laugh try. out loud it funny. It's, it's dark, comedy. but it's funny. It's a dark, dark comedy, yeah. yeah. I'll give it so Alan says Sean probably isn't really mad at Corey and people tend to push them. People tend to push you away when they need you the most. And I thought, what a really beautiful way. Exactly yeah. like you said, writer. The minute he says, since when, you know, he's invested, interested and yeah, concerned. Just the best dad ever. Yeah. Just he so also, good. We've also established that he was Sean. Yeah. yeah. So that's the other thing. He he's knows. coming at it from a place of he's been mm, there. I yeah. forgot that. that. It would have so been nice great. to have a little hint of that, a little bit to more. To remind him. I've been yeah. there. But yeah. okay, like, we don't have time. <laughs> yeah. So it's we, we, we've already established that he's he's probably did that to his best friend at one point. So, yeah, I love that. So then we're in the school parking lot. Harley is sitting on Turner's Harley while Joey holds a baseball bat. Frankie says it's so clean you could eat it. But Joey corrects him. You mean you can eat off it. And Frankie says, I said what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> There's a couple, I mean, this is, okay, so, I mean, Ethan's whole role in this scene is, like, food jokes. I know. And it's a bummer, like, because we also, we didn't talk about it, but in the, uh, the you know, when they go to the movie theater and he, like, has to get out of the thing because he the has to get the snack. Snacks. It's, like, it's yeah. all weight. It's all about it. It's all weight jokes, which must have been a bummer for him, you know, like, I'm as sure an actor to have to, like... I don't think they would make these jokes these days, you know? I don't think shows do this anymore, but, like, back then it would have been... St- and, in fact, we probably didn't do you know, weight jokes the way other shows would have. Like, I feel like yeah. back in the day, like old, I don't know, old, you know, making fun of kids or teenagers for being overweight was like standard fare. It was like, yeah. it was just part sure. of, part of comedy. You know, you watch like Goonies and, and that's like yeah. what they're doing. Um, so in a weird way, like we were probably more restrained or more clever. Like these are clever lines. Like I said, I mean, it's, right. but it's still kind of a bummer. I feel, I feel, yeah. I felt, you know, especially hearing what he has gone through, you know, like mm-hmm. that this contributed to In his personal to life. In his personal yeah. life. Yeah. Like it's just hard, man. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it with our guest act, with our guests too. Like when you get put into a certain box, and then yep. you just you get those That's same jokes are. in different same roles, same, same jokes, same roles, yeah. same jokes, yep. just fed back to you in different ways. It really takes Can a make toll you feel on you. Bad. Yeah. yeah, but again, had they not brought on the new Harley and given yeah. part of those storylines, we wouldn't to have Ethan, needed that. You wouldn't have needed any of that kind yeah. of stuff because yeah. he wouldn't have just been the one line guy here or there. He would have been one of the people driving the whole scene. Right. So it just right. was unnecessary to bring this this poor actor in yeah. to, to fill a role nobody could at that point. I it know. was just yeah, it was crazy. So Sean asks what they're going to do with the bike, and Harley tells Sean that he's actually going to hit the motorcycle. It appears to be an initiation of sorts. Frankie suggests starting with the headlight. Sean misses with his first swing and asks. Can we talk about how beautiful the motorcycle is? By the way, it's a gorgeous, just gorgeous. I didn't remember that. Like the color, I was like, yes. That might be. I could be wrong, and I could just be making this up. That might be one of Michael Jacobs' actual motorcycles. Did Michael own motorcycles? Oh yeah, Michael's a big motorcycle rider. Absolutely. So that I didn't might, know that. Oh yeah. I, I knew so Rusty that, had a beautiful bike. Rusty had like Rusty a cool had, old yeah. Harley, but he had like yep. a small handlebar situation. He, did. he had yeah. he has, was like the Cafe Olay, but this was I'm I'm pretty this could have been one of Michael's bikes. Wow. No, Michael was a big rider. I didn't yeah. know that. Sean asks for a couple of practice hits, but Joey and Frankie call him a chicken. And again, we get an absolutely genius read from Joey and uh aka Blake, and this time I pulled a clip. So let's play this. Thank you. Yeah, I'm smelling chicken, a big one, extra crispy. I say we take him to the colonel. He'll pluck you, fry you, and serve you in a bucket with biscuits. <laughs> biscuits! 
biscuits. It is so musical. It's like he's basically reciting a poem. He's like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. I I love it. I couldn't even I couldn't even just write it down. I was like, we have to just. It's just incredible. Why do we fall in love so much with all these characters they get rid of? I'm sorry. Every single time. Every time. So Frankie then leaves and the bashing is about to start, but then Corey walks out right at the perfect time. Sean tells Corey to leave. Corey tries to grab the bat from Sean, but Sean says Corey doesn't belong there. Hurley calls Corey a baboon, and that's when it felt extra. The baboon. I wish they just just at the very least don't have him say that. Yeah. And he suggests he walks away. Corey stands up to Harley, but then as reality kicks in, he makes an amazingly cute face and laughs. I thought Ben's reaction to this when he's like, your greasy hair Mm -hmm. and your rat face thing. Mm -hmm. And then Harley just stares at him and he goes, it's so cute. His little little response. It was great. great. Uh, Right as Harley is getting ready to hit Corey in response, Mr. Mr. Turner walks out Mm. again with impeccable timing. Runs out. You can tell he's been whoo. He's been exactly. looking out that window yep. and, and running down, I don't know, 36 flights of stairs, yeah, apparently perhaps. he's been running half a mile <laughs> to get there. <laughs> he thanks Corey for protecting his bike. I saw from my window that it looked like some clowns were about to mess it up. The bullies, a little intimidated, walk away. Turner, now angry, asks why Sean wants to hang out with Harley and his thugs when he has a good friend like Corey looking out for him. And Sean says this is where he belongs. Sean says he doesn't know who he is, but Corey says he does. He read he reads it in his biography. He wrote the entire biography about him. Turner tells Sean deep down he's all right, and Sean keeps asking Turner if he thinks he'll be all right, referring to Mr. Turner. Turner says if he stays away from this Harley and that Harley, <laughs> then yes, Tony he'll be is so all right. good in this scene. He's man. great so in this scene. He switches he's so to drama really. Switches to drama perfectly yep. and just mm-hmm. yeah. And this is that dynamic between Sean and Turner, which I guess yep. we're going to see a lot yep. of. Yep, it's, it's foreshadowing so this relationship between the two of you big yeah. time, and it is beautiful. Yeah. Sean goes back inside, and Corey asks Turner if he really thinks Sean will be okay, and he says, "Sure." And then. Tony flips a bat to sad music. And that and isn't it. That's the that's the moment where it's like every other episode of Boy Meets World where you would have had this situation would have probably resolved it. But yeah. having Tony give that look back where it's like maybe Sean's not going to be all yep. right is such a nice touch. And it's such a like, you know, I, in a weird way, it reminded me of the like, I miss Wendy when he looks at her socks at the end yeah. of the Wendy episode. Yeah. It's yeah. like these sort of lingering, like letting Another the show Jeff end. McCracken episode, by the way. Oh, right. interesting. Playing the little beats. I think it's it's like this sense that we don't need a joke. Yeah. That these characters are going to continue to. You're right. That's such a great point. I never thought about that. And but, the yeah. last Jeff McCracken episode, we also talked about how Eric was starting to ad-lib a little bit and jump over the walls. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, there was a freedom to it. And that same kind of thing happened with you, Danielle, with ad-libbing a little bit in the scene. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of, it's just, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but writer, to your point, I actually love that even the way it is in the dialogue. The Mm -hmm. fact that um, the way he even says, you know, there's nothing that's, even the word sure, sure isn't. Yeah. Sure feels a little like maybe. Yeah. Right. And so I loved that, that that it was very much like it could still go either way. Yeah. And it's a lot of it's up to you. And it depends on how badly you want to change the trajectory of your life or, right. can, can you know, I, I it is. It's it's so great. 
And then we are in the tag in the ice skating rink. Valerie asks why Eric didn't tell her he was such a good ice skater. And Eric says he didn't think she would believe him. She asks Eric to chubbies, but Eric says food has no power over him. And I thought this is such a great, great bit. this is a great callback. Great. It was. Great it was bit. fun. Great. It was the, the whole storyline was absurd and fun and crazy. And it, it by worked. the way, why did you run out of your room? When you woke up in the middle of the night, like, were you going know, to ice skate go? at midnight? I, 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 like, I just realized I that now. The, like the skatey thing out of like trying to get like, yeah. skating on the floor, like trying to get out of the room. Yeah, I mean, apparently. it makes a great beat, but it yeah. doesn't make it any make sense. No, of course not. No, no, of course not. <laughs> oh my God. So then when she says, well, would you like to just watch me eat? You can order dessert. He says it'll go right to his hips. He can't even say food, even though he's trying to. It's that darn weight loss tape. Jason comes over and shoves a hot dog in Eric's face and Eric runs away. And then in his absence, Jason sits next to Valerie and offers her a hot dog and then tells her he taught Eric how to skate. Eric's face pops up from a closed door and he does that little puffer fish face you make I, on the door. I used to do that all the time. And Michael's I like, you do the puffer, puffer fish thing. I was like, all right, I'll do that. And I'm the second, the first take, I just got up and ran out. And Michael, I think, gave me there. I was like, could you flip off Pop the back thing? Up, yeah. So yeah, I flipped off the going, ah! And then he's like, oh, so good. and then the, the note he gave me, I'll never forget. So it was perfect. He goes, as he's coming at you with the hot dog. I want you to be Frankenstein's monster being chased by the villagers with the torches. Totally. Oh, wow. So it's like, ah, ah, as, the, as <laughs> so he's coming great. with the hot dog, which right. is a great note and a perfect great way note. to say it. Right. So it was, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we incorporated. Or it's like a vampire really well. with a cross, right? right. It's that yeah, sort that, of like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the power it has yeah. over you. <laughs> so exactly. good. It's so good. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Eric appears to now be allergic to hot dogs or food in general <laughs> just and can't just eat. can't be anywhere near <laughs> it. Can't, can't eat, eat more, again. More. And getting and thinner. that's the end of our episode. Uh, really, really a, a, a pivotal episode. I think so. And a yeah. good episode. Yeah. I, I thought I that was a fun it. episode. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I did too. Well, join us for our next recap, season two, episode 20, Pop Quiz, which originally aired March 10th, 1995. But most importantly, next week, as Will revealed, we are talking to Nancy Kerrigan. So make sure you check that episode out. Thank you guys for joining us. You can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. Send us your emails at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Frankly, my merch, I don't give a damn. <laughs> podmeetsworldshow.com will send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production Danielle Romo. Producer and editor Tara Sudbach. Producer Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai.
the first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 